everyone and welcome to the fifth fifth episode of brain fart you know what i'm not even gonna lie this is my second take of recording this i recorded it yesterday and then i listened back to it and it honestly sounded like i was being held hostage and forced to talk about this podcast i have no idea why i felt very good. I felt fine. I was having a productive day, but listening back, it, it just was not, not cute. Did not sound fun. Did not sound soothing. Did not sound like I was enjoying myself whatsoever. Disclaimer, I am enjoying myself. I really like doing these. I feel really lucky that I get to do them. No matter how many people listen to them, I am having a good time. So thanks for coming back and listening. I hope you guys enjoyed last week. I found it very fun. I got to just talk to one of my closest friends and we had a ball. I really like having the interview. I, I like an interview podcast is what I'm saying. So it was really nice to have someone else to kind of talk through things with and just kind of bounce off each other. That was really nice. So I think that's something I'm going to continue doing in the future. I mean, I always would love to hear your input if you guys have any ideas, um, just email at brainfartpodcast at gmail.com. Or I have an Instagram page now just called brainfartpodcast, and you can follow and slide into my DMs if you so choose. Um, I think that's all the business. I don't even know if you can really call that business. It wasn't much, but that's all of that business stuff for this episode. So let's just dive right in. This week is going to be a little more informative, I guess you could say. I think I'm going to dive in to my, some of my other diseases this week. We've heard a lot about the pseudotumor. We got a lot of background on the pseudotumor. So I wanted to bring up kind of my other things. So today I want to talk about Lyme disease, hypothyroidism, and chronic EBV, which is Epstein-Barr virus, which I will explain when I get to it. Um, so I guess here, let, this is the reason I wanted to do all of the pseudotumor stuff first. And then this, because the thing is a lot of these illnesses have really similar symptoms. And so in the beginning, I was going to see my doctors and I was going to see people or anytime I had symptoms, I would always just dump it in the pseudotumor bucket. I was like, oh, I'm feeling tired, pseudotumor. Oh, I'm achy, pseudotumor. Oh, I feel cold, pseudotumor. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a legit thing, but for the most part, I would just put it all into the pseudotumor bucket. And that is what my doctor said when I went to see her this past winter break, which is like, that's like what I do in winter break. You know, everybody's partying, having fun. I go to all my doctors. <laughs> Because like a dingus, I have all of my doctors back in Las Vegas and they're great. I love my doctors back in Vegas. I love my team, which is probably why I like haven't searched out doctors in New Jersey, which is not the greatest plan. Like I plan on staying here, so I should probably invest some time in finding people that I really like and trust here as much as the people I like and trust in Las Vegas. But so I went back, whatever, that's beside the point. That's my own personal agenda. Um, 
but I went back for this past, this past winter break. Like it was so recent and I went in and I was talking to her and she was actually, this, this woman was newer because my old doctor moved to New Zealand or something. And so, you know, just my luck. And so I had to switch to the other woman in the practice, yada, 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 lots of history. So I went in and I'm telling her about all of my pseudotumor stuff and I'm talking to her and she's like, okay, well, what are your symptoms now? And I was telling her and I was telling her how I felt like I had the pseudotumor under control, but I was still having these symptoms and all this skadoodly boop and yada, yada, you know, like you do when you talk to your doctor and she sits there and she's like writing notes and she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, yes, I see, I see. And like, we're talking and my mom's there because, you know, you know, family bonding. Um, and so we finally get to the end of this whole session and she brings up the idea that maybe it's not all my pseudotumor and she she was very nice about it she was like I get it I get the pseudotumor not many people know about it not many people know how to treat it and what kind of comes with it and how that affects the rest of the body like that's kind of just being figured out still and it's kind of a case-by-case basis and but she mentioned that maybe Maybe I was throwing all of my eggs into one basket. Is that a proper, is that the proper use of that term? Throwing all my, I feel like that's more just like talent or skill wise. Whatever. I'll throw all my eggs into that basket. But so we were dumping everything into the pseudotumor bucket. And I'll just keep using that one because at least I know that one is more accurate. <laughs> um... And it kind of was, I don't know, it kind of was interesting to hear that perspective because I just kind of assumed that it already had to do with what I already had and that why would I have other things if I already have this one thing? But she, nonetheless, she was saying that I should get tested for Lyme disease. And I kind of, I kind of blew it off. Like I didn't blow it off, but I took this eye test that's supposed to help determine and I completely failed it. And I was like, well, uh, I don't know. Maybe I just like failed it. Um, and then, and then we took a blood test, which is kind of the, obviously the deciding factor, um, to see if it was in my blood. And that was that. And then I went home and we waited and I just waited for the test results to come back, not really thinking anything of it. And to be clear, I was already diagnosed with hypothyroidism at this time. That is probably, I think my oldest disease, like the one I've known about the longest, I think it's the hypothyroidism. So I've been dealing with that for years, I think two or three years. So it's not terribly old. I haven't had it since I was a kid, but I've had it longer than my other other illnesses. And with that, that one's pretty, that's pretty easy for me. Not to say that it's easy because any you don't want any disease. And anyone out there who struggles with hypothyroidism or any sort of thyroid issue knows that it's not easy peasy. Um, it's a lot of figuring out what works and what levels and what medicine works for you and how it works for you. But basically, the thyroid is this organ, I guess, in your neck. 
It's kind of shaped like an upside down triangle, I guess you would say. And it just releases hormones that helps your body, I guess. Like, you know, every, every organ has its job, has its duty. And the thyroid has its duty to help the body. And so, but what happens is, so those hormones that like keep you going and keep you energized and keep you, your body running smoothly, if that isn't happening, if it's not, if it's underperforming, that's called hypothyroidism. And that's what I have. There's another, there's another form called hyperthyroidism. And that's kind of how it sounds. It means it's overacting and it's releasing too many of those hormones that you need. Um, but mine is hypo you know, my body doesn't like doing its job. So of course it's the underacting form. But so I, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism and basically like when I was first diagnosed, I was seeing a lot of symptoms for that. Like my hair was falling out, my extremities, like my hands, my feet were really cold. Um, I was gaining weight things or like, I was not gaining weight, but just having trouble losing weight. And those are all symptoms of hypothyroidism as well as fatigue and several others. I mean, everyone has their own symptoms when it comes to their diseases and you know, everybody, everybody's body, everybody is different. And, and also just disclaimer, if like those, if you have those symptoms, like don't just <laughs> automatically assume that you have a thyroid issue, but honestly, go check it out. You should go check out your T3 and your T4 and your TSH, which are all those hormones in your body that relate to the thyroid because why not like be on top of your body don't let things slide like be your healthiest you do you know how many times I've like gone to doctors and I'm like wait can you actually test this too and can you test this like I really like the amount of times I've gone with my gut and been right is more often than me not and I used to think I was just a hypochondriac. I used to think I was like, I just am always sick. I'm always sick. Am I just making it up? Am I just thinking and making myself sick? But no, like I actually had these things. So trust yourself and go with your gut. So that's that spiel. Um, but so with my thyroid, I was much more on top of things. I... I knew my medicine. I was taking a certain medicine. I liked the medicine I was taking. I took it every morning. I didn't eat for 30 minutes. And then I went on with my life. It was very simple. It's a tiny pill. Um, and I kind of had that one under control. So that one was something I know, something I've had. And I know those symptoms a little bit apart from the pseudotumor, mainly because it's there's one symptom that's unlike my pseudotumor, and that's my hair falling out. So I know that when my hair is falling out more, then it's probably a thyroid issue and not so much my pseudotumor. But when it comes to fatigue, I'm just like, eh, it could be anybody. Um, so that was a detour to the hypothyroid. But so I that was something I had known about, and that's something that I like have been able to cope with for years. But hearing about the Lyme disease, I was confused because I didn't, I don't, I don't know. I grew up in Las Vegas and there's not an abundance of deer and ticks there. So, and not even so much forest ground. So that was confusing. But then I'm sure you're all thinking, Maddie, you dumb dumb, you live in New Jersey, which is a cesspool of deer and ticks. So honestly, I think that's probably, 
pro- that must have been where I got it unless I was in Wisconsin on vacation one summer and I got it there. Honestly, they don't know where it came from. But so my doctor contacted me and she was like, girl, you got that Lyme. Like the Lyme is in your body, which was strange. But she said it was lower. Like it didn't, it wasn't glaring on the results. And she mentioned that it was because it might be lying dormant in my system because of maybe how old it is or how long it's been in my system. If you're a doctor, give me the email, give me the facts. The the other problem is, just really quickly, the other problem is I feel like I have so many things wrong with me and so I take so many medications and things like that that sometimes I forget like which test is for what and which thing is for what and I have to kind of remind myself and like study my own medical history so I'm aware of it so I so she figured that I didn't know where it came from and she didn't quite know where it came from that I'd probably had it in my system for a while and the thing with Lyme is typical symptoms include like fever headaches fatigue sounding familiar um, it sounds a lot like the pseudotumor. And then it has this characteristic skin rash and I'm going to butcher this name. And so many of you are going to be cringing in 0.8 seconds, but it's called erythema, erythema, migrans, 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 something like that. So basically it's a skin rash and it looks like a bullseye. You got the little dot where they bit you and then you have a red ring around it. And that is like a sure sign of a tick bite. So people see that and they're like, tick. And then they go to the doctor to make sure they don't have Lyme. And um, basically with Lyme, like if you catch it, you just treat it with antibiotics for like 10 days to 14 days and you're good to go. Like you can treat it for, like you can treat it pretty quickly. And sometimes you're not good to go. But um, for the most part, like if you find it and you treat it, you're, you're in better standing than if you don't. And that was my problem is it's been left untreated for so long. They don't know how long. And so that the infection can spread to the joints, the heart and the nervous system. And it can just really like inflame and kind of start hurting your body. And it like appears as, like I said, it appears as those symptoms. Like it's, you suffer severe headaches and neck aches and heart palpitations and joint pains. And these were all things that I was feeling, but I threw in the pseudotumor bucket. And so hearing that, I was like, oh, okay, great. Another illness that just gives me the same exact symptoms as my brain does with like slight differences here and there. And so we found this Lyme disease and I'm going to be quite like frank with you. I'm going to be honest. Like we haven't figured out a plan of attack quite yet. We're doing some basic stuff, but nothing quite, nothing really serious because I was just diagnosed. They just figured it out. I mean, I'm going to have a phone conference with my, I almost said with my teacher, (laughs) with my doctor, with my teacher. Um, No, I'm going to talk to my doctor. I think it's, I think it's next week. I need to put it in my planner, but I'm having a phone conference and that's when we're really going to talk about the symptoms I've been having and how we can treat it and fix it. So that was that. So that was when the Lyme disease became present and made itself known, even though it's kind of been like sitting in my immune system. And the other thing the Lyme disease did 
wait for this roller coaster. It got into my system and then it invited all of its little parasitic, wormy, bacterial friends in and they were like, let's have a party up in here because this bouncer is not great at this club so anyone could get in. And so now everyone's just been partying in my system and then Lyme disease was like, great guys, have a fun party. I'm gonna go take a nap. And so the Lyme disease is kind of sleeping right now while like all of its friends are partying. And so we have, well, we have the theory. They, they told me, this is not a theory. They said that like when I like get rid of the parasites and the bacteria and the worms, which I'm on in the process of now, then the Lyme disease will have more of a reason to kind of wake up again and be like, hey, 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 what's going on? Where'd all my friends go? The party's not over. And then that hopefully is when we can kill it, nail it. Um, so yeah, that's the Lyme disease. But another thing we found in my blood results was super, super high inflammation markers that directly correlate with Epstein-Barr virus which I know I mentioned it before, it is the virus that then turns and mutates into mononucleosis, which is mono, which I had. I've had it. I know I've had it when I, I knew I had it when I was a kid. And so when you get mono, it kind of lives in your system. It doesn't like become active. It just kind of is there because it's like, okay, remember me, it like leaves a stamp, but then it doesn't act up again. That's just what mono does. But with me, we were finding that it was chronic. Like we were finding that it was still activating in my system, which is no good because that can cause severe issues with inflammation and just so many, so many problems. Um, And so it's kind of, it's like you find that through like symptoms of mono and that's like exhaustion. It's exhaustion. It's pain. It's all of these things that I'd already been facing. And when they found my markers, it was like off the charts. Like they, I think it's supposed to like, it's, it's like 2000s, the normal number. I don't know. 2000 what? I don't know. 2000s kind of like the height or the normal number. And mine was at like 12,000. It just was so far like so far beyond what it should have been that's when they noticed that it was still active in my system and chronic mono is a little freakier I was just doing some research and you really have to catch that because that can lead to like some problems in your system especially in your liver because that's kind of where the mono or the EBV right the virus is living it kind of lives in your liver because your liver is supposed to clean you out do the thing you know like a little vacuum Um, but my, so the virus was just kind of hanging out there and doing its thing instead of being treated or being dormant or not doing anything. And so it kind of has already affected my liver to the point where I have a fatty liver. And I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. The only time I'd ever heard about about it is through like alcoholism or not even alcoholism or just like a severe consumption of alcohol that's kind of when I had heard it because it's it's like the first stages of liver failure and not to say that I'm in liver failure it's there's it's reversible your liver heals itself so there's still things that can be done um but basically it just kind of 
creates this fatty layer because it's being affected, not really destroyed, but just harmed and not able to get its way out of that harm. And so, and then after fatty liver, there comes the second stage. There's three. There comes the second stage, and that's like when things start to get serious and you really need to care for it. And then you're going into, and then the third stage is liver failure. So I'm hanging out with the fatty liver because of my Epstein Barr virus. And the only way I was looking, and the only way to really treat chronic EBV is through, I th- it's like, the specific blood plasma or something, which sounds a little freaky, but like I said, I'm still figuring that one out. I don't quite know a ton about it because it's a recent thing. And that's another issue I'll be discussing with my doctor to talk about and figure it out. So you guys are going on the journey with me. Like you, you thought I had it all figured out. You thought I had my medical history under wraps. No, we're going on it together. We're figuring it out together. I mean, I still, there's still days, like last week I was in the hospital. I'm fine. Like, I'm, I'm all good. We just, like, I just had, I was having pain like I do, and it was a little different than normal, and I'm pretty in tune with my body. And then I went to a quick, like an urgent care, and then people get nervous. They hear my medical history, they get nervous, and they always end up sending me to the ER. And I went, and I was fine, and I came back home, and they just chalked it up to uh, food poisoning or something that wasn't leaving my system like it should be. But, you know, just fun, fun sick people things when your immune system doesn't work. But yeah, so that's kind of, I wanted to delve a little bit more into those ones. And I, as I'm sitting here talking now, I realize I didn't quite give you all of the scientific facts and information and all that good good stuff, good meaty, juicy stuff about all the illnesses. But I mean, if you want to know more, let me know. Or honestly, you can look it up on Google. This is just my experience with these. Everyone's is different. I'm not speaking for the majority of people who have hypothyroidism or Lyme or chronic EBV. Um, but yeah, those are my other ones. Some of them are com- more common, like hypothyroidism, I think is the, my most common disease. And then, uh, Lyme disease is also pretty common, not severely common, but more common. And then chronic EBV is rare. So I get to add that to my rare disease list. So Epstein-Barr virus isn't, but if you have it chronically, that's a little bit more rare. So yeah, those are my, those are my other diseases. Next week, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little dive into kind of hormones and my hormone issues and my like disease regarding that and just menstruation. We're just gonna dive right into vagina land. Not really, but I'm, I will talk about kind of more of that stuff. So if you're weird and you want to skip, you can, but if you skip, then you're lame. You need to know. (laughs) Everyone should know. But so that's next week. Um, I did want to talk about a little, I just want to, I want to end this podcast on a little anecdote that kind of lifted me up this weekend when I was having a bad weekend. I got sick this weekend with just like a cold, a flu. I had, I've had a kind of crazy three weeks. I had to fly back to Vegas for a weekend for family things. And then I, 
came back and then I had all these auditions and I had all these intensives coming up, which are just like workshops in New York City with like casting directors and just really cool, important things that were really exciting coming up. And I think I just, from being in the airport and on the plane and around so many people and talking to people and being with people and being around sick people, I just picked up a virus. It just happens, especially with my immune system not being a little bit more compromised. And so I got like a cold flu thing and I ended up not being able to go to the intensives that I was supposed to go to on Sunday. And that was such a bummer for me because I just, I just got into a black hole of, I hate being the sick one. I'm always the sick one. Everyone always thinks I'm the sick one. I can't do things all the time. And I was just feeling really bummed. And then out of nowhere, I got this text from an old high school friend. I don't think I've talked to her in four years and we were just talking and she had texted me out of the blue she I don't even think she listens to brain fart she just I think saw a post that I had posted on Instagram and she mentioned she just said hi how are you doing I hope you're living your best life I love you and that kind of was it it was just this kind of whirlwind text out of nowhere and it was so it was so nice and I texted her back and I said I'm doing great. I'm dealing with all my health issues. Ha ha ha. I hope everything's great. I hope you're living the beautiful life you deserve or something along those lines. And then I got this text back where she was like, health issues. I've been dealing with health, health issues. What are yours? And so we like dove into this entire conversation about health and our different health issues and our different kind of paths that we were taking and how they were similar. She was doing really similar things in LA as I was doing in New York. And it was kind of all of these things coming together and both of us realizing that we were dealing with health issues on top of it. And she has some other health issues that aren't like quite like mine. They're not exactly like mine, but they were, they're chronic and they affect you of course they're going to affect you any illness is going to affect you but they seemed more like neurological and along my line so it was really interesting talking to her and just diving in deep to what she was dealing with and what I was dealing with and it was nice talking to this person about it especially when I was feeling sick and feeling bad and about not being able to go and do something that I really cared about and it was nice to hear her say that happens to me all the time I I always feel like I'm the sick one. I always feel like I'm putting in so much work and then I get sick and then people are confused to why I'm not there and why I'm not doing something. And it was just, it was so refreshing because I, as much as I like, I got so much, I got such good response after I started putting brain fart out there and people emailing me and messaging me and texting me and just relaying their stories or relaying stories of their friends and I got so much of that in the beginning and then it kind of you kind of forget you don't forget but you kind of start to feel alone like I started to feel alone again in like my struggle and what I'm going through and all this stuff and it's just me and like life is black and so I was feeling all of this stuff and then to have someone remind me that it's happening to a lot of people. There are a lot of people in your life and most of the time they might, they're probably going through something you're going through or similar, not exactly. Everyone's experience is different, but 
something relatable and whether that be illness or emotional distress or mental illness or grief or anything chances are someone in your life has dealt with it not in the same way not anywhere near the same way that you are or that I am but maybe something that you can talk to them about and like not being like go out talk to the people in your life get to know them I mean do that you should I mean I'm just I'm not here what I'm saying is I'm not here to be like this inspirational speaker. I just want to relay my experiences and what I have dealt with and what I found works for me because I don't know. I, that just made me feel so much better in that moment because I realized and I had this reality check of I'm not alone. I've never been alone. I just sometimes shut that out because I'm feeling bummed about something. And so I don't know. It was just really a poignant, poignant text to receive at that time. So yeah, it was, it was nice. I thank her for reaching out to me. I don't know if she'll ever listen to this, but I'm grateful because it was, it was kind of exactly what I needed at that time. And hopefully, hopefully something like that will come along for you. That'll kind of give you that little little push or little pat or something to give you that, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's it for this episode. I just want to thank everyone again for listening. I know I always say that, but it's really kind of a nice passion project for me to get to do this. I really enjoy doing it. Even though if you heard my first recording of this episode, you would have thought that this was the last thing I wanted to be doing. But that's why I recorded I re-recorded it. I was like, I can't send this out. I love doing this. This sounds like someone's pulling my teeth out. Um, so there's that. Alrighty. Um, until next time, guys. I hope I hope you have a great whatever time it is there. And I'll I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank <sniffs> you.